Today, for the second episode of my podcast, I interviewed my mom, Dr. Pearson. She played field hockey and lacrosse in college at Hamilton and is now a field hockey and lacrosse coach here at CVU in Vermont. She has coached for many years, so listen to hear her stories about being a female athlete and coaching female athletes. Hi. Hi. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Thanks for talking. Yes. Okay. So, um, our first question is, when have you ever felt this discrepancies? Um, and then, like, have you, when have you felt them as a player and or as a coach? Well, <clears throat> I've been thinking about this question, and it's, it's really, it's a hard question to answer because... Um, as you know, I have played and coached in the time of Title IX. And so there have been a lot of times where my teammates or my players may have felt um, the discrepancies, but technically there probably weren't as many as we thought. And so I was thinking about like the idea of perception and that when I was in college, um, we, you know, male sports were definitely perceived to be more important. Um, we had some, you know, it was very much like, who's going to the, the hockey game tonight? Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to the basketball game tonight? And it was just assumed that it was the men's team. Um, and I, you know, so there's that part that it's just like, that was more popular. That was more like watching sports as, as a collegiate community. We, um, you know, no one came to the field hockey games, no one except our parents or like a couple of our friends Mm -hmm. or roommates. And so, um, you know, it's just that sort of thing, like, um, it just felt like things were different. Um, and, and yet I, I was on a title nine committee in college. Um, my senior year, we had a presidential, um, the president of our college nominated some, some, uh, people to be on an, what's called an ad hoc committee for title nine. And I was asked to be on it and it was really important and really impressive to see how thoughtful, the faculty and the other student athlete. I think there was a male student athlete and me as a female student athlete who were on the committee. And um, we were all very thoughtful about um, the Title IX requirements and um, options that we had at Hamilton. But, um, you know, there I don't remember if there were like, there was a specific issue that we were addressing. I think the nature of the committee was like a check-in and it was really interesting to talk about. Um, and, and I guess I think that's why I'm bringing it up because like for me, it was much more about the perception. Like I had access to the trainer as a female athlete. I had, um, you know, we had turf. Um, so we had sort of adequate facilities. I mean, the turf was not in great shape and we had to share the turf with the boys men's soccer team. Uh-huh. So that was interesting as a, as, um, <clears throat> in the fall, in the spring, I don't remember sharing the turf with the, 
um, men's lacrosse team, but I'm not sure where they played. Um, but also then as a coach, um, you know, there have been some discrepancies that I've seen in high school athletics. Um, I coached in Oregon and at one of the schools where I was, we had one turf field and we had then a side grass field. And, um, so we started the season when it was still very wet in February and there was a lot of rain. And so the grass field was not in great shape. It was a high quality grass field. I now realize, but it was also like really wet and we didn't want to trash it. So the boys lacrosse team always got the turf first. That was just like, they had it for the first week and then we would have it for the second week. And so it just, it was sort of one of those things that it took me a while to get my footing to say, why do the boys always have it first? Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> why did the girls or why did they have it? Because we had to balance it with track. So it was a limited use. Um, and so it just is one of those things that like, sometimes I found that they've just been like, that's the way it's been done. Uh-huh. And well, the boys program is older at that school and at the school where I was before that, like the boys team was there first. So they just got those things because that's what's always been done. And so it took, you know, me being a little bit of a squeaky wheel at times to say, well, that's not quite fair. I think we should have that first. Um, or let's alternate, right? Like mm-hmm. let's alternate days even. Um, <clears throat> and so it just, it's like when you have, we were the newer program and I, um, at one school I started the program and so it was really tough. Yeah. Um, the facilities were really inadequate. Um, but you know, it just sort of is that like, newness of our program that required a lot more work on on my part because I was the coach, I guess, um, to really fight for things to be a little more equitable. Uh Yeah. I feel like that's definitely, um, like when you're talking about in college, like, um, schools and programs are like, here, we'll give you like the, like systems to for you to succeed, but we won't do anything extra to help you. Ah, uh, yeah, um, that's really that's really. I think that's very true. It's like everything appeared to be mm-hmm. equitable. Everything, yeah, you're right. Like the system was was the same, and we had the same facilities, the same opportunities, but it wasn't the tradition. Yeah, we didn't have the tradition, you know. And and in my college in particular, it used to be all men's. It it became co-ed in the mid seventies, I think, or late seven. Oh, actually, maybe early eighties. Okay. And so everything was a little bit newer, yeah. and so we just had to work harder for those opportunities and for the you know quote unquote tradition. Yeah. Um. And then this is kind of like building off of that, but what have you seen um, as a player? about like how female athletes were treated and how has that changed to like your athletes now? Well, um, I was really fortunate to, um, in high school, I was, I had a lot of great opportunity. I, um, went to a high school 
that really valued people doing many things well. Um, mm-hmm. And so we we really were treated pretty well um, or given the same opportunities um, as female athletes. And part of, of that for me and, and for my teammates was that we were really successful. And um, so we were able to sort of like, you know, we had the tradition yeah. as field hockey players in particular, we had the tradition of winning and yeah. of being really serious athletes. Mm-hmm. And so um, it just, it sort of like demanded respect from our community. Um, <clears throat> lacrosse was a newer sport in Delaware where I was growing up. And um, so we didn't have like a state championship when I was in high school in the early nineties. Um, I'm not sure when they, you know, first had us enough teams to fill, field a state championship. But, um, so we, we had, you know, we were a lot of great athletes, but it was just a, um, it was a different sort of, uh, season. And then in the winter also we had, um, you know, we just, I don't know, it was the, it was a similar concept. Um, but I'm sorry, I forget your question. Um, yes, it's okay. It's like, um, how do you notice that your athletes are treated compared to the way that you were treated, either by, like, the, you know, other coaches and, um, like, athletic directors or, like, the adults I, and also, like, the community, I guess. Okay, sorry, I went off. Um, I was thinking that, like, in that time since... I was, I guess I was fortunate because I had this really strong community of respecting the female athletes at our school. So I guess that's where I went off. Um, And to, I think where I am now, I think the community respects um, and values the female athletes at our school. I think there's a little bit of a hierarchy of different, um, and this is true, I think, when I was in high school uh-huh. and at the other schools where I've coached, where there's a little bit of a hierarchy of different sports yeah. being either prioritized sense. or glamorized. or um, So even within um, female athletics, there are some sports where um, people just, you know, the community um, likes going to those games more than others. Yeah. And so, um, or that sort of the perception again. Um, but I think, I think that, you know, we, we have, um, I, I, I think right now we have a, a perception issue. Yeah, um, definitely. and I think that that is where I really see the discrepancy and that's where I see, um, my female athletes are treated a little bit differently and, and, or they're not necessarily treated differently, but they are, they feel like they are treated differently. There's mm-hmm. a perception. I think on paper, everything, you know, like we were talking before, like everything is equal, yeah. right? Like people give the same amount of attention or they, you know, they think that, but when it comes down to it, like, uh, you know, the, the field 
um, the facilities, uh, we, you know, we just, there's just a perception that there is not as much attention paid to the female athletes who, and my field is one example where, you know, it's, it was, um, fixed with drainage. It's a grass field, Mm -hmm. but it was, um, done by a company that doesn't normally do drainage. And so it was not a great job. And so we had to stay off of it for a full year. It didn't recover. Um, it's taken a long time. It's still, it drains fine, which is great, but it's still in a, uh, you know, not a great condition a lot of times with trenches and dips and wet spots and sinkholes. And, you know, there's like, it's, it's a problem and it's just the perception. Like it was done. It was thoughtfully, you know, like, uh, it was all kind of done on paper, the same as the boys field and the football field, which is primarily used by male athletes, but the field where I play is, is only used by female athletes in the fall and the spring. And so the perception is that it wasn't um, given as much attention as other fields. And I think that's where, um, you know, there is that sort of feeling of um, not being taken as seriously as athletes. Yeah. And probably not taken as seriously but, like, the people who are in charge, their mindset, they just don't realize, like, unconscious bias kind of thing. They don't Correct. I agree. Realize it's no one has it. done anything intentionally wrong. Yeah. And everyone, you know, it, it was worked on, you know, it, it has been, um, yeah, so I agree. It's not, um, and, and I don't even know if, um, if there is true, true bias. It is just... Like, is it just an unfortunate situation? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. But again, sometimes that's not the problem. The problem is the perception. The perception is the field that is used by only female athletes has not been given the same care that another field. And it's not by necessarily one person or our maintenance crew is amazing. They spend a lot of time working on it, but, um, you know, the contract to get the thing done, you know, the drainage and then the, yeah. the watering of the field out, like, was that all done with care of and equity involved? You yeah. Know? Yes. I, I think on paper, but. And also when there is like that unconscious bias, even if it's a tiny bit, then, you know, players like your players see that or your female, other female athletes see that. And then they're like, then it gets in their head that, you know, they're not respected as much or they're not cared for as much. And then it kind of just builds up more and more. Right. I agree. Yeah. And, and again, I keep saying, but I think that's where, you know, we really have to do better because the perception is, does lead to negative value. Right. Like, as you just said, so it's, um, it's just hard because you can't really, it's hard to control perception. Yeah. Um, this question I feel like is an interesting one and I really like it. So um, how do you feel being coached by a male and how 
would you feel coaching males or boys? Ooh, right. Um, I like that too. Um, well, you might know that my father was, um, my assistant coach in high school for girls lacrosse. Uh Um, also in college, I had an assistant, our, our assistant lacrosse coach was also the head men's ice hockey coach. Uh Um, and so that was, you know, both male coaches, um, for programs that had head coaches as women. Uh Um, and then I've had a, some helping coaches, you know, like, a a parent helping who's a male for my own team, um, in the past. And, um, but so first part of the question, have I been coached by men? Yes. And I think the most significant thing in my view, um, because I've seen a lot of male coaches over the years, especially in where I've coached has been developing, um, areas of yeah. girls across. Mm-hmm. And so in, you know, um, a lot of those coaches of the younger teams in developing areas mm-hmm. are dads. Yeah. Um, they are former, you know, like maybe an ice hockey player, maybe a, a, I played men's lacrosse. And so I want to coach my daughter's team, uh, younger players. And, um, when I've seen that, I, I think um, a lot of the time the male coaches who are don't know the sport but are parents, it doesn't always go the best yeah. um, because they they change it. They play with a men's stick. They call it a face-off instead of a draw. They um, use terminology. They don't know the rules of women's lacrosse. And so they are coaching men's lacrosse ish to girls. Yeah. And the sports are totally different for, if you have any viewers who don't, or listeners who don't know that it's a totally different sport in many, many, many ways that really the only similarity is the ball. So it is hard in that sense. But what I found that has been valuable having male coaches is the ones who are teachers and teacher Sorry. coaches. Sophie, Madden. <laughs> um, what I really like about um, male coaches is when they are teachers, they bring the same thing that a female coach can bring is like their unique perspective as teachers teaching a sport uh-huh. and bringing that competitiveness in their own way. Um, and, and, and when I see the parent stepping in to coach the, the daughter and her team, it doesn't always go as well. So I guess yeah. that's the distinction I make is when the male coach is a male coach of a female sport is a teacher often is a wonderful match. Um, When I have had um, parents um, or, you know, teachers, male teachers who have helped my team, it it goes really well because they are teaching the sport. 
even if they don't know all of the unique details of the women's game, they can support that. And I'm speaking mostly about lacrosse because I have not had male um, coaches in field hockey Mm -hmm. or seen that. But um, I, um, yeah, so I think it can be a great um, fit. It's just a different perspective at times. But um, I've also had the privilege of having really, um, you know, supportive male coaches who are teachers, like I said. And so I think that is a unique um, part of coaching. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then how would you feel coaching boys or men? <clears throat> well, I would love to. Um, I, I think it would be f- great. I don't know because I I wouldn't, I don't know men's lacrosse Uh or boys lacrosse that well. So it would be hard for me to translate my skills from girls lacrosse to boys lacrosse. Yeah. Um, But I also could do it because I'm a professional coach. And so I kind of understand like all I'd have to do is learn the skills and then how to kind of break down those skills and teach them. Yeah. Um, and so I would love to do it. I think it would be really fun. Um, and I wish I had time to coach um, because I do see the need for some teaching of yeah. some of the boys um, teams, yeah. like uh, some younger boys teams that I've seen. I think it, they could use some like breakdown of that skill and then learn it, progress through it and um, get better at some of those things. So I see, (laughs) I see how that could be valuable, but, um, that could be done. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any school that you have coached or played at that you notice has really taken care of both genders of athletes or one that is not? Um, well, I guess at every school, attempts were made to treat all athletes the same. Um, we were thinking in particular, um, one school in Oregon, there was, you know, and definitely like an, uh, if, if the girls, um, wanted the turf field, um, we would alternate weeks between boys team and girls team and so it was done with all equity in mind Uh but it it didn't always um yeah I guess and the athletic director was very supportive of me and of me trying to build the program um I guess the difference is the boys program had been there a lot longer than the girls program Uh and so they just had more opportunity they got to travel to um for different trips Uh um and that was under the uh when I asked if we could go on that same trip and I could organize it the athletic director said well actually they the boys had won the state championship a number of times so they had earned that oh uh uh-huh and so when I think about that as like, well, our team has only been a program for 
four years at that point. So sure, we haven't won yet, but have we been given the same opportunities? Have to... we had the chance to win? Right. And if we went on a trip together, well, that might make us come together in a different way and give us an opportunity to win. Yeah. And he, it was a very interesting perspective, and I haven't reflected on it um, that well until now. That's a good experience. Yeah. Good example. Yeah. Um, and then, what is one thing you want to change about how female athletes are treated at a high school level? And then, at a college level or professional level? Yeah. Those are different. Well, I guess I can see a number of things. Um, professionally, I think, you know, pay and equal pay is a really easy thing to sort of at least put our sights on and have that be the goal. Uh Um, There will always be people who say that, you know, for women to earn the same as men, they have to bring in the same ratings and they have to bring in the same, you know, people into the stands. But I think we all, those of us who are aware of that, think that, well, you can't expect overnight to have, uh, you know, that many people watching female sports when we haven't given them the, uh, you know, the, the arc that yeah. the men have had, the yeah. years and years and years. And frankly, our culture doesn't respect women in a lot of ways. And so I don't think they're going to respect their physicality and their athleticism and their strength and their speed. Yeah. Because they'll always be comparing it to bigger, faster, stronger men, mm-hmm. as people think. Anyway, the, I was thinking for high school, what I'd really like to see is, I think it starts there. Of course, it starts even younger. But I would like to see people, parents, parents of children. Um, I, I want coaches. I want athletic directors and athletic trainers to just give the same level of um, care and attention to their children or to the children athletes. Uh Um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, I don't want people to only value watching the boys lacrosse game and not the girls lacrosse game. Uh I want, I don't want the parents to be like, Oh, good job. And not really mean it to the daughter athlete, but to the son athlete, they want to know all the breakdown of the game. Yeah. And they kind of want to be their own, their coaches at home. Yeah. Like I want parents to just support their, their children, but also I want them to, you know, give the same level of attention to girl children and boy children, um, athletically. Um, and I want that to be the same for athletic trainers like take the injuries seriously take the pulled or the strained calf muscle or the you know ouchy feeling I have in my leg take it as seriously for girl athletes as for boy athletes yeah um because you know it's all everyone is at that age is growing and changing and sometimes it's a real injury and sometimes it's you know a growing injury yeah and um athletic directors you know make the changes for the girls game the same as the changes for the boys game, you know, all that scheduling Uh and all of that respect, you know, just, it's like, I just want it to be, I want everyone to start treating female athletes as athletes, Mm -hmm. 
younger. Yeah. And I think also, like, for parents and athletic directors, like, not only, you know, supporting the other team, the both gender games, but also, like, sharing, like, if a parent posts it on, like, Instagram, like, come watch my son's game tonight. And then, you know, just says, like, oh, after the game, like, oh, my daughter had a game tonight. Right. Like, it was so exciting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And so what, what, yeah, you're right. It's just like that. It's just being proud of your children for being athletes in multiple areas. Yeah. Multiple, whether it's social media or at the dinner table or... With their friends. With their friends, right? And, yeah, I mean, there's, we see it a lot, I think, yeah. that, um, you know, the the boy child gets all the attention. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the girls' teams have to, like, post stuff in the school, like, come watch our game, whereas everyone's, like, you know, for the boys are, like, oh, yeah, you're going to the game tonight, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you really have to work to get people to come. Right. So changing that kind of habit and the expectation that the girls' basketball game is just as fun and social an event for high school kids on a Friday night as the boys' game. Yeah. And I think that can happen with scheduling, and I think that does happen at our school, is that the girls' basketball team, for instance, gets the same number of Friday night games as... The boys team. Uh And that's something I've noticed on our team this spring is that our night games, which we play at other schools, so, Uh you know, it's not like we're hosting, but the night games were both Wednesday nights. And the boys lacrosse team, both of their night games at other schools were Friday nights. Uh And so, you know, that no one did that on purpose, but it makes a difference so that when... You know, the few fans came to our Wednesday night game. Mm-hmm. It was a Wednesday night. They yeah. still had school the next morning. And, you know, so when then a ton of kids can go to the Friday night game for the boys because it's a big deal and there's no school the next day. Yeah. So. And I think it definitely makes an impact. Like if, you know, older fans are not going like for a Wednesday night game. Like. Do you mean juniors and seniors? Yeah, like juniors and seniors um, are going. Then, like, the younger fans, like freshmen and sophomores, are less likely to come. Right. Because they don't want to be the, like, only people in the student section. Right. And literally, they have a little more trouble getting there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they don't want to, like, try and convince their parents to drive them. Right. And they're also learning that habit. Like, we never go to a Wednesday night game. Yeah. Right? Because once they're juniors, they're like, no, we didn't go to that game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, maybe next year it'll be the opposite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But it is, um, again, I've said this, you know, it's a little bit of the perception of what we value. It's, again, I don't think anyone did that on purpose. Yeah. In terms of scheduling. But it might take, you know, I I probably should have looked at the schedule in the beginning and said, huh, I wonder why we have two Wednesday night games and they have two Friday night games. and. Maybe I need to be the squeaky wheel that's like, oh, I think we should try and get, maybe switch, switch if we can. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's a lot for, you know, 
to always keep track of the inequities. Yeah. And to always be the one asking for the change. So mm-hmm. sometimes I just let it go. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, is there any last things you want to say? No. I guess I just thank you for asking me uh-huh. to talk about these really great topics and really important topics. And um, sorry for rambling on and on no, often. but it's very good information. I, I think it's... um. Yeah, there's a lot a lot to it and I, I know mm-hmm. you've had some great guests on your show, so thanks for including me. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yay. Yay. Yeah.